Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. You know, despite 2020 being rough, there was a report from the Journal of Philanthropy that says Americans donated more to charity than they did in 2019. So if you have a charity that's like near and dear to you and you're expecting to take RMDs this year, Morningstar's Christine's Benz says you might want to consider something called a Qualified Charitable Distribution or a QCD. The basic idea here is that you are sending the money from your IRA directly to the charities of your choice. It reduces the amount of your IRA balance that is subject to required minimum distributions. And so it's a really neat strategy. I always say that retirees who are subject to RMDs and are charitably inclined should definitely run those charitable contributions through the QCD. It'll tend to be a more tax effective strategy. Okay, R. McPherson, do you agree? Is a QCD a great way or a good way to make a charitable contribution? It can be a great way because what you're allowed to do, the IRS, and these are some of the little tweaks and little tricks of the trade that you learn by having a financial advisor. And that's why I say a lot of times people don't know the questions to ask. You know, mm-hmm. so this is an example of why we talk about some of these issues on the show. So people maybe get a little more educated so they can ask the right question. But if you have a qualified charitable distribution and you're using that required minimum distribution from your IRA, it can keep it from being taxable income to you because you're giving it to the charity. So what is required is still required, but you're now giving it to a charity. So then it becomes non-taxable income. So it's a great way to give your charity component and have that component still be met. So if you're a a big church person like Julie and I, we go to church all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a good way in retirement to actually tithe. But because you're doing it through your required minimum distributions, you now have taken something that would be taxable income and turn it into tax-free income because now you're giving it to the charity. So instead of paying your tithe on after tax, you can actually pay it before tax. So it's a smart way to do it. It's an efficient way to do it. And it'll actually give you another deduction that you can do other things with. So and it'll keep you from jumping brackets, which is one of the big things that we're always trying to do is keep our clients in the lowest possible income bracket. So if I heard that right, by giving to a charity, giving back to church, that can also help us with our tax allocations. That can also help save us a little bit of money in retirement. And it'll make you feel better and sleep well at night. Yes, that would be the Mark's addition to that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it always makes you feel good. I mean, if you look at study after study after study, when we give, we always feel better than by receiving. Right. And it's always more fun to watch your kids open up presents and Christmas than it is for you to open up a present. You know, True. even as a kid, I always enjoyed watching my sister, my mom or my dad give them something that I really tried to do a good job, you know, of getting a really good gift for them that they didn't expect me to get um, and always see the joy of that. And when my kids were growing up, it was always fun to watch my children open up gifts and just to see the wow on their faces or the, oh, yes, you know, yeah. that that is one heck of a feeling. Yes. Yeah. In retirement, when people get to either retirement red zone or as soon as they hit retirement, what is your advice if they haven't set something like this up for charities? Do you see they continue to give as much or give a little bit less? Like, what do you see more often? Well, it's basically usually a derivative of our cash flow. Okay. You know, so if your cash flow is tight in retirement, it's going to limit you on what you can do. So one of the things that we're always looking for for our clients is what is that take home income? 
prior to retirement. That's what we call that paycheck. So what do you actually live on? Not what's your gross income, what's your actual take home income after all your deductions, after all your insurances come out, all that kind of thing. So we start there, we build that cash flow component for them so that in retirement mode, the cash flow is strong enough so they can be big givers or big charity people um, because there's enough money to pay for the food, yeah. pay for the mustard. We know Mark has lots of mustard in his refrigerator so <laughs> or his cabinet. So we want to make sure that we have a new mustard for Mark, evidently from Brothers Osborne. But <laughs> So it's either the Dijon or the honey or the yellow mustard <laughs> or the fancy mustard. It doesn't matter. So you got four different types of mustard. So you are a mustard fan. I'm just saying I like hot dogs too. So I like make sure. Do you have any gray poupon? Gray poupon that I'll pass from one window to the next. Yeah, you do. You know, when I was growing up, a friend of mine had Grey Poupon in their fridge, and that's back when that commercial was huge. I thought my friend was like the 1% of 1%. Like, <laughs> Just have, because of the commercial. Because <laughs> you have Grey Poupon? <gasps> Drew, you're fancy. <laughs> As Art McPherson often says, it's about having the right plan once you get towards retirement. And that includes making sure that you can still give to your favorite charities. Something else that I know you get a lot of questions about when it comes to retirement is long-term care. It's a retirement concern, and Microsoft News did a story about the pros and the cons of buying long-term care insurance. So how do you advise your clients on how to handle long-term care in retirement? Well, long-term care is expensive. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the statistics today, there's a 25% chance that you're going to need long-term care assistance during your retirement. So it's getting bigger and bigger every year. And as we age and as we get older, it tends to be that we need more and more help. So it used to be Social Security has, has been around since the 30s. And one of the things that Social Security didn't have to worry about initially, the life expectancy when that first Social Security check started going out that first year in the 30s, uh, we lived, we didn't even make it to 60. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they had a, a check that was going to start for us, Mark, and we were not even expected to make it. Well, now the average person, uh, male, we don't make it as long as the females, but you and I will make it to about age 83 and the females are making it to about age 86. And that's just everybody potpourri together in the country. So we're living longer. So the average person now is on Social Security for almost 20 years. So it used to be we didn't even make it to that time frame. Right. So we are living longer and longer and longer. Now, long-term care is where you are needing help. So you've probably lost your spouse or your partner. You're by yourself. And now you don't always have kids or grandkids close to you to help make sure you're taking your medication, mm -hmm. help make sure you're paying your bills right and on time. And you could have been the best person in your whole life, but if you start getting a little bit of those old age memory issues, you start having a little bit of slowness, you know, you can't do all of the ADLs activity of daily living, that's when long-term care comes in. Sure. It's just very expensive. It has hit my family too. Just like anybody else in our, our world, we have to deal with this too. So, and it's costing our family about $5,500 a month for long-term care help. So it is a costly thing. As time goes by, it gets more expensive. The problem with healthcare, its inflation rate is six or 7% a year, where regular inflation has been more like one and a half to two and a half percent per year. Mm -hmm. So it grows about three times the rate of inflation. So those costs are gonna accelerate. So one of the things that we're always doing is finding cheap solutions to help pay those costs in retirement.
do you find that long-term care is something that most people overlook? Not like health care, but the long-term care. Is that one of the first things that people, you say, don't forget about this? I think it's something that people don't want to talk about uh-huh. because who wants to need that kind of help? Sure. You know, you don't want to think that you're going to get that unhealthy or that in that kind of physical need where you need that much assistance from the medical care industry. And I just think people don't want to think about that. However, you know, as we age, different things happen. So it's it's just being prepared and just making sure. I do not like traditional long-term care insurance where you pay these huge amount of premiums annually out. And then at the end of the time frame, 20 years from now, you end up saying, oh, I didn't need it. And all of a sudden that money's just gone. You know, I like the ones where our clients can get their money back and they can at least have different ways to pay for it. So it's cents on the dollar, something like that. But mm-hmm. it is something you need to do. It is something you need to plan for. But we do it in a way that even if we don't ever need it, our clients don't lose the money, you know, so it's a way to you can provide the protection without just having it a straight cost. And sometimes it's it's an uncomfortable conversation. I mean, but it's something that I think that you need to have. And these are the things that Art McPherson thinks about so that we don't have to. And like we always say, he just wants to set you up with a plan. And speaking of uncomfortable conversations. So there was a study that came from MarketWatch that said, if you're not getting enough attention from your financial advisor, it may be time to break up with them. Art McPherson, have you ever picked up a client because maybe they were unhappy with the service they were getting from someone else, or maybe, you know, they weren't having the uncomfortable conversations with them? Yes, I have. (laughs) So it does happen. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of people, almost everybody that walks in the door here at McPherson Financial Group has had several advisors over time because they're now at retirement or within that retirement red zone. Uh, That's our average person walking in the door now. And they've had guys talk to them for many, many years. And one of the compliments I got just this week is he said, you know, you guys do a good job. He said, you don't try to say things that are not correct. And he said, if you don't have the information, you say you don't and you go to the experts to get it. And I just thought that was a nice little compliment. Mm -hmm. He was saying because he knew he's been he goes, I've had so many advisors just try to blow sunshine up my butt. (laughs) He said, (laughs) you don't try to do that. I really appreciate that. I said, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was talking about. Like, this isn't like going to a mechanic. Like, this is dealing with your life's work and putting it together. And sometimes you have to have those hard conversations. Have you ever had people get mad at you when you're being too honest with them? I've had people resist, yeah. you know, where they are just like, no, that can't be true. And sometimes it takes three, four or five times, you know, yeah. approaching the subject and they finally get it. Because usually either something will happen in their own personal life where they can see it or just talking about it and have them being able to go home and and look stuff up, research stuff on their own, they realize, oh my gosh, this is something I really need to pay attention to. At first, you just have a resistance to things you don't know or don't understand or you just don't have a lot of knowledge about. A lot of times, our first reaction is whatever, or no, that can't be true. (laughs) No, that's that's just a line. You know, that's just something they're saying to try to get me to do something I don't wanna do. And I think that is typically our reaction. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not 
not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A174725. Today's show has been a work of art. 